Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this time together. May the words of my mouth be helpful. May we hear today of your grace and forgiveness, of the power of the resurrection in our families. May this help us as we walk with you every day. In your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. I have a picture I want to show you. Uh, This is a a stock photo of a family. I, I just, you know, my mornings generally start like this. You know, we, we, uh, when we get up in the morning, I, I walk into my children's rooms and gently wake them from their slumber. They, they come out, they, they give me their hug and give me the, you know, the kiss and, and they get started on all their projects for the morning to get ready. And then, you know, we, we gently get into the car and drive off to school and some of you are laughing. Okay, you've got the joke. Mostly because, so you could tell this is a stock photo. Do you know how? There's green beans on everyone's plate and peas, and people are smiling about that. That's how you know it's a stock photo. Honestly, most of my mornings do not actually start like that. They normally start with me opening up, turning on, flicking on lights, saying, children, we have to move now because it's time to go. Um, You know, I'm always amazed with children that uh, when it comes to making a mess in the home, they can do that at a speed of lightning. If you've ever had grandchildren in your house, you understand this as well. Children come over and there will just be things everywhere. When it's time to get ready for school, on the other hand, the speed at which they move seems to be the exact opposite, uh, more at a glacial pace. And uh, we, we do have moments in the morning where uh, we don't say the nicest things to each other. And I'll be honest, if, if you need the resurrection in your family because of that, you should be praising the Lord Jesus. If that's the only thing that you can think of when I say a broken family, Praise God that that's all you're struggling with is the morning moment. Because I think when we talk about family and we talk about the need for a resurrection in the family, I think if we're really honest, a lot of us have people in our lives, people that are family, that we would say we have a broken relationship. It might be a brother or a sister might be a cousin, it might be a mom, it might be a dad, it might be a spouse, it might be your kids. Whatever it is, I, I think we all have someone in our family, and maybe it's us, who is the broken one, who is the one we would love to have resurrection with. We'd love to see that relationship resurrected. Because family is one of those things that's different than friendship, right? If I have a friend who I have a broken relationship, ultimately, if I don't feel like I can make it work, I can walk away. I can ignore them. I can pretend like they just don't exist. With family, that really isn't normally an option. Some of you today may be going to brunch later and have to see that person that you have broken relationship with. You're going to have to interact with them in a lot of ways. Today, I get to talk about the power of the resurrection in our family. 
And when the pastors asked me if I would be willing to speak, the first thing I went to was what I believe is the power of the resurrection in every family. It's forgiveness. So I want to read this text from the Gospel of Matthew. It says this. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Now, you, if, you, if you understand anything about uh, the Jewish tradition, the rabbis at that time would say if you were a good Jew, you forgave someone three times. Peter, after hearing all of Jesus talk about forgiveness, decides, he says, okay, I'm going to double that, add one, the number of God in creation, and seven, I should be good. Jesus should give me the good pat on the old back, seven times. Then, of course, Jesus responds. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. I was talking with my wife the other day about 77 times, and um, just so you know, that number is not the number either. It really is meant to be this huge number because I had joked with my wife that if she only had to forgive me 77 times after about the first two months of our marriage, we would have been done. That was funny. You can laugh. Thanks. God calls us to forgive over and over again. He goes on and he says this. this. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient to me, he begged, and I will pay you back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. This part of the story is always interesting to me because you you hear this story about a man who owes 10,000 bags of gold. That would have been like his life wages for the next 20 years that he owed this master. And somehow he comes to the master and says, I'll, I'll repay it. And the master looks at him, knowing that he can't really ever do that. And he says in the text, it says, he canceled the debt or he forgave the debt. You see, I, I believe the power of the resurrection in our family happens through forgiveness. I think most of us live in a world where we use words that I try never to use in my household. And they're this. It's okay. Don't worry about it. How many of you use those words on a general basis when someone says they're sorry? It's words that I I believe are really not helpful in our situation. In my family, one of our rules as a family is that when someone apologizes, we look at them and we say, I forgive you. Because when we say it's okay, I think what we're really saying is, I'm still holding on to that debt. I'm still holding on to that that peace that I have against you. And I've got one chip in my corner. Now certainly there are times when, you know, it is okay, right? Like when we have 12 donuts, we got a dozen donuts, and one of my children takes my favorite 
first. You know, there's still 11 donuts. Yeah, it really is okay. I don't need to forgive them for that moment, right? But there are lots of things, lots of times in our families. If you've ever been married, you know, there are lots of times where people do things to you that aren't okay. When your husband forgets the anniversary, it's not okay. When your wife berates you for something that shouldn't be berated for, it's not okay. In my life, when I'm dealing with the stress of my job or work or whatever, and I take it out on my kids, it's, it's not okay. There are lots of things in our families that people do and say and act that aren't okay. And for that, God has given us this power of the resurrection. He has given us the forgiveness of sins. He forgives you and he forgives me so that we can forgive each other. Jesus goes on in this parable and he says this, But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants. He owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. When the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? You may be sitting in your pew today, as I think sometimes we do, and think, but yeah, Steve, but they've hurt me too much. They've attacked me too many times. They've done something that I just can't forgive them for. And I want to tell you what I tell my own children when their brother or sister has punched them and they don't want to forgive them. Say the words anyway. My kids, when when they do something and one apologizes, the other one will say, I forgive you. They may say it with gritted teeth. They may say it in a way that I'm not sure that they're really forgiving yet. But I really do believe that those words have power. I really do believe that when we are in our most broken state with someone else, that the words, I forgive you, can be just as beneficial not only to the person receiving those, but to the person who's saying it. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, I picked that Old Testament text because I think that That should be what we should be doing with our children, with our families, with ourselves. When we talk about this idea of holding something on our hearts, with the power of the resurrection, he tells them this, he says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts 
Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames and your houses and on your gates. My challenge for you as God's people is that we would, as God's people, walk in those words of forgiveness. We would put them on our door frames. We would put them in all the places that we are. We would walk with our children, with our families. And we would be, that would be our guiding principle. That would be our power of the resurrection so that we may have new life in our families. May you do that today. May you walk with people today. I'm going to have you do something. I, no, most Lutheran churches don't make you do this, but I'm going to make you audience participate today. I want you to look at someone next to you. Just look at them. I want you to say, I forgive you. And then the other person say it too. Good job. little practice for later today, for the rest of your days. May you always be willing to say those words, I forgive you. Because it's where the power of the resurrection, it's where the power of the resurrection in our families begins and where it ends. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for your forgiveness won in your son Jesus. May we, Lord, be people who say, I forgive you. Because, Lord, you looked at us and forgave us. You looked at our brokenness. You looked at our failures. You looked at all that we've done that is wrong. And you said, I forgive you. May we as your people and our families today and always, may we be people of forgiveness. May we share that forgiveness with others. And may we live that forgiveness in all our days. In your name we pray. Amen.